Welcome to the RV Podcast. This is episode 427. And this week, we're going to talk about Christmas in an RV. everybody and a Merry Christmas to you. This is of course Christmas week and really before we get started may I say how much we love getting your questions and your comments uh, about uh, these various episodes of the RV podcast and all of our work that we do. Uh, anything you hear in this uh, episode, if you have a comment, if you have a question, we want to invite you to send it along to us. Our personal email is Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. We love hearing from you. And let me just say, Merry Christmas, everybody. And this episode of the RV Podcast is being released Christmas week 2022. And that we have lots to report this week, including RV news and your questions and your comments and a lot more. But first, may we remind you that this uh, podcast uh, comes to you in many different forms. There's, of course, the audio version, which you can hear on all of your favorite podcast apps. And if that's how you're listening to us, would you please uh, give us a nice review? We love those little five-star reviews. And if you haven't subscribed on that app, do so. But we also do a video version of the podcast, and that appears on our RV Lifestyle uh, YouTube channel. And we'd love to have you uh, find us there besides the rv podcast we do all kinds of other things we've got a blog we've got all kinds of ways that you can uh, stay in touch with us and us with you we've got rv travel guide books we've got uh, a newsletter and uh, many different platforms and uh, in fact our facebook group uh, do you know that we're up to about 155,000 members right now wow. on our Facebook group? Wow. Isn't that amazing? That is incredible. It is. Now, we do have a team uh, that works with us on all of this. And at this time of year, we want to give you some housekeeping notes here to allow our team to have uh, more time to spend with their family and their loved ones. Uh, we're going to cut back. Yes, I know. We're gonna. We say we ne We always say we do, and we never do. But we're gonna cut back on our workflow. We do it every year at this time. Yeah, we do. And for those who watch us on Sunday night or ask us anything live streams, we're gonna take off Christmas and New Year's Day. Yep. And then we'll be back January eighth. We'll be back January eighth with the Ask Us Anything program. Uh, and then uh, as far as the newsletter, no newsletter on Monday, the, you'll get the daily stuff. But the, the, those of you who get the Monday newsletter, no newsletter next Monday on the 26th, that will resume the following uh, Monday. And um, just to try and give our team a little bit of a break. And uh, um, we want to just uh, publicly say how uh, appreciative we are of all that awesome team that we have that uh, works behind the scenes to keep all that content fresh. We love this time of year. And so we were wondering what we should do just uh, on these uh, days before Christmas. And we thought, uh, what better way to do it than to maybe share some pictures that we've collected from our Facebook group and uh, listen to other people talk about Christmas in an RV and to um, offer some different uh, things you might want to do if you are in an RV or if you want to sneak your RV out for a uh, trip. Uh, we'll talk about that. Christmas in an RV when we come back after this. 
Tired of overcrowded campgrounds and competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is an emerging trend in RVing that might be right for you. It was for Jen and me. We bought some land just west of Nashville, Tennessee in an incredible collection of mountaintop RV properties called the Woodlands at Buffalo River. These are five to 62 acre properties that allow RVs year round starting at $79,900. And we loved it. The scenery is breathtaking and you can own it outright. It's not a timeshare, it's your property, your way. You can landscape, garden, bring your pets, build what you want to. There's high speed internet and it's so private. It's a great place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations, ready whenever you want. And they're selling these properties by appointment, five to 62 acres, $79,900. Financing, big discounts available on multi-lot packages. For information, visit myrvland.com, myrvland.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Time for our topic of the week, and what better topic on Christmas week than Christmas in an RV? Now, we're not in an RV, but you're looking pretty festive. Yeah, I'm looking pretty festive nice red. red, and I think that you need this, sir, because uh, I don't see red on you. I've got green. I can't really green, tell. But I'll put this All up. All right. All right. And uh, there we go. <laughs> oh, now we are almost. We are almost perfect. Okay, almost perfect. <laughs> hey, it's Christmas time. We get to do this. It's, it's funny how we think absolutely opposite. I'm thinking over here, and you're thinking over here too. And I was thinking you should okay. be over there, <laughs> but it all works. I should just let you be where you want to be. <laughs> well, if you think it looks better over that way. I trust you. Bookends. All right, we're going to talk about Christmas in an RV. Yes, we are. This week, we talk about this Christmas in an RV. I don't know if any of you ever done that before, but we're going to talk about it. So whether you're staying at a campground over the holidays or traveling, a lot of people are finding themselves in an RV on the road and having fun trying to make the most of uh, where they are. So camping in an RV, it's fun. In fact, those who are watching the video version of the podcast... We're going to show a whole bunch of pictures on uh, pictures that people have taken at RV camps and different places that they are. And the pictures came largely from our Facebook right. group. And we thought we would just uh, throw some of those up as we're talking. Um, these are people who decorate their RVs. And the they've golf been, cart. They, and the golf cart and the outside of the RV. And they've been doing this, you know, for uh, a long time now, uh, all, since probably right after Thanksgiving. And we just... Got in the Christmas spirit looking at them. So, um, you know, uh, besides decorating their RVs, um, they've decorated things like their dogs. And you'll see all the pictures. Uh, but we did that. We did that a while back. Remember when we went to oh, Frankenmuth, Michigan? We had so much fun. We absolutely love Bronner's in Frankenmuth. It's the world's largest Christmas store. And we try to go there every year. And in fact, the weekend after Thanksgiving, they have 50,000 people who go through. So I don't know whether you want to go that weekend or not yeah. but it is truly a fun store we had so much fun when we went there and decorated our rv we even decorated the dog that we had that ty was the dog before Bo, and yeah they decorated him he didn't look too happy no about he it. wasn't happy uh, but we absolutely love bronner's it's a great spot uh it's the world's largest christmas store you probably they have billboards all across the country yeah. advertising it um and put that on your list for next year visit bronner's christmas store they're open i think every day except christmas and easter 
and uh, it's been, they, they got a lot of <laughs> ornaments with camping themes, stuff like that, right? And when people go to Bronner's, it's near Frankenmuth, Michigan, and then they have a chicken dinner. A chicken dinner at yeah, that's the other thing Bronner's is known about is having <laughs> chicken dinners. This is getting me kind of hungry too. Oh, it's it's sounding good to me. Yeah, now. Uh, a lot of us have heard about, uh, and we've talked about it a lot on this podcast, about how popular uh, Halloween camping has become with so many people. And it's now the same thing is happening with Christmas uh, and RV parks that are noting more and more people going camping uh, in the wintertime. And so we hear about this uh, all the time. Yeah, so what the campgrounds are doing, which I think is very, very smart, because you've got all these folks here, they're um, having various uh, activities and crafts and contests decorating. One of them is, I saw golf cart parades, decorated golf cart parades. Yeah, so it's all good. It, it is. And uh, so we thought it'd be kind of fun in this Christmas week edition of the podcast to share some of the more unique experiences that we've heard about that are going on around the country. And some of these things are probably um, uh, items that you could put on your bucket list for next year. Uh, so one place that we would really like to go is Alabama's Rickworth Caverns. Now, I don't know if you have heard of this, but it's actually part of the of a state park in Alabama, about 30 miles north of Birmingham. And for the past several years, this park has had a mile and a quarter walk through an underground cavern that attracts thousands. Why do they go underground at Christmas time? Jennifer knows. Because the cavern is transformed by 100,000 lights, creating a spectacular sparkling glow that accents the cave's natural features. The walk features several distinct rooms. There's a snow room and a glacier room with miniature village. And last but not least, the Rockin' Christmas Room, which is at the very end, where Santa himself can be found until December 23rd. Now, uh, they have over 100,000 lights there, yeah. like Jennifer said. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just, I, I can't imagine that. Cost 12 bucks for adults, um, and I think uh, the uh, kids under five are free. Uh, 2 to 8 p.m., mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think the simplest thing for us is we will put a link uh, on the program notes for this. The program notes, show notes are on rvlifestyle.com and um, all the stuff we're going to talk about now, we'll put links to them so you can find them yourself. And they're closed December 24th and the 25th and they suggest that you make reservations. We have any uh, others, uh, yeah. you know, let us know, but we've heard of a couple more. Yeah. Uh, some other interesting campground activities can be found at KOA parks. For example, the Virginia Beach KOA is holding its third annual Lights of Christmas, featuring an elaborate light display synced with holiday music that is available over the car radio while you drive through. So perfect. And we'll put a link to that as well. And then there's Jellystone Parks. They always have all sorts of things going around all year round. Yogi Bears Jellystone Parks, and uh, they are a lot of fun. Uh, The one we're going to talk about is in Guadalupe River, Texas. And they have all sorts of activities planned all the way up through uh, New Year's uh, Eve. Um, uh, neat, neat place. Guadalupe Park Camp Resort, Yellowstone or Jellystone, Yogi Bear's Jellystone. <laughs> we'll put a link in the program notes 
for this episode at the RVLifestyle.com so people can find out more about that. So that's just kind of a small sampling of some of the holiday activities, uh, public campgrounds, private campgrounds. But uh, those are the ones that we heard about. Many of them in your area probably are doing this too. And all you have to do is uh, search around a little bit. Um, as we record this episode, though, um, we're about ready to go enjoy uh, some Christmas stuff in our RV. Correct. We are in our Sticks and Bricks home, by the way, right now. And we should point out why we're in Michigan at this time of year. We're always uh, on the road, but we spend every December pretty much here. Yeah, we stay close to home and catch up on seeing friends and loved ones and family doing that sort of thing. You got to carve out some time. And the RV, even when you're not like officially camping, can be used. For example, right close to us, the town of Rochester, Michigan, does this big annual big bright light display in which every single downtown business, and we mean every, is decorated with thousands of bright Christmas lights. I mean, it is a real spectacle. And it's we're gonna our, our, we're gonna use our Class C RV. I'm saying we're gonna because as I record this, we're gonna actually do this in just a couple of hours uh, to cruise the main drag with uh, our daughter and uh, two of our granddaughters. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, and if when we get oh. done, and or if we get cold halfway through, because it's so extremely cold right now in Michigan as well as the rest of the country, we'll just go to our RV, have some hot chocolate, and uh, warm up, and then go at it again. And that's one of the things that we urge you to think about doing with your RV. Now it's a little harder if you have a towable and a big fifth wheel, or even maybe a big Class A. But you can use your RV to go shopping, to, uh, and uh, you can use it certainly. Like like this to go see Christmas lights and then you've got your hot chocolate and your microwave and you can do uh, you can even toast some marshmallows over the burners I guess if you want I gotta share how once we got an RV which was many years ago but 11 years ago you took up saying I'd love to go shopping with you and that meant you would sit in the parking lot doing whatever you want to do while I wandered around in the stores, and that's okay. Yeah, I'd watch football games while Jen was shopping. I'd bring the dog, and Bo would leap around and keep me secure, bark at anybody that got near me. Right. Uh, I'd take a nap, and, uh, you know, we just urge you to think about ways you can use your RV. Even if it's winterized, you, you know, you don't have to sleep in it all the time if you want. That said, uh, as soon as the holidays are over, on uh, the Wednesday after, Thursday after, we're heading up to the Upper Peninsula, and it's our annual winter campout. And, uh, and that's uh, going to be fun. Yeah, we usually have a couple dozen people that join us, and we just relax and enjoy winter. And there's usually a local dog sled Yeah, the race dog sled races are up there this year. We uh, just enjoy the beauty of the nature and the beauty of fo the falls and uh, have some good time with so other you, folks. So you can spend Christmas in your oh, RV. Yeah. And uh, in a little bit later in our question and answer time, we'll talk about some ideas if you are single and maybe a full-timer in your RV, what can you do if you're not, if you're far away from family and friends and you're all by yourself or maybe just you and your, your dog or your cat? <laughs> um, we've collected a whole bunch of ideas from folks on our Facebook group. We'll get to that in our questions of the week. But when we come back in a minute, the RV news of the week. So stay with us. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. 
Battleborne batteries. Battleborne batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And Battleborne batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And it'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. One of the most exciting developments for RVs is happening out west in Arizona. Western Land and Ranches is selling five-acre high-elevation ranches just off the famous Route 66, the birthplace of the American road trip. Prices start at only $39,900, and these are beautiful, secluded tracts of land surrounded by majestic mountain ranges with sweeping valley views. The high elevation is a unique microclimate as well, giving you cooler temperatures, green grasses, and tree cover, making it unique for desert property. The community is in the center of it all, close to the best of the West, Grand Canyon, Las Vegas, Lake Havasu, Lake Mead, Lake Mojave, the Colorado River, Flagstaff, Sedona, and Historic Williams. If you're tired of crowded RV parks and paying high fees for sites, well, ownership might be right for you. This incredible collection of mountaintop properties called Greenwood Ranches hit the market and it's selling out fast. There is no HOA. You can build a house, a cabin, outbuildings, or just RV. It's your property, your way, 100% ownership. Visit the website to get details and set up a showing, ArizonaRVLand.net. That's ArizonaRVLand.net. All right, welcome back. Now it's time for the RV News of the Week. And I think it was last week or the week before we reported all this great news about Yosemite National Park doing away with this reserved entry permit system that they had. And we noted how that there were many other um, national parks that had that same, you had to get a reservation to get in. And we wondered if uh, others would uh, drop that as Yosemite did. Not so much because uh, Glacier National Park and Arches National Park uh, have announced now that they're going to keep, and sadly, in our view, to expand their mm-hmm. reservation systems in 2023. Uh, they say they do this to manage crowds, and I, I, I think they have a point there. They, our national parks certainly are crowded. At Glacier National Park in Montana, uh, you're going to need a reservation now to enter the west side of the park as of May 26th. Uh, including going to the Sun Road. Um, The very first time they had that reservation system at Glacier, it was in 2021, and that was for the going to the Sun Road. But what's different in 2023 for Glacier is that from July 1st until September 10th, a reservation will be required for every single entrance into the park. Wow. And and separate reservations will be required for every area of the park. Some good for three days, some for a single day. It's going to be really confusing. You used to be able to go in on the east side and not uh, have to, to go through all of this. But um, for those who go to Glacier, 
and don't have that timed reservation, uh, you still can get in, but you got to go before 6 a.m. or after 3 p.m. And the park is trying to accommodate last-minute travelers, so you just have to get up real early. Now, the same thing is happening um, over at Colorado's uh, Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, they're going to have two types of reservations. One is a timed entry into the uh, park, and the other is for entering certain areas of the park. For example, visitors uh, who want to uh, go through uh, Bear Lake Road corridor, you're going to need one type of permit. But if you're going to want to go everywhere uh, but the Bear Lake uh, Road corridor, you're going to need another kind of permit. Uh, and you got to get these from May 26th to October 22nd. Um, by 5 p.m. the day before. I mean, this thing gets, just gets more and more confusing. Uh, 40% of those reservations will become available, they say, at after 5 p.m. It's just going to be a mess. And then another favorite park, Arches National Park. So anybody who wants to visit there between 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. from April 1st to October 31st, you'll need a reservation there. Uh, and this uh, system ended in early October this past year, and uh, that led to massive crowds, and they had to close the entrances periodically, even in October. So uh, now they're going to expand that to the end of the month. They hope to avoid it in 2023. Um, so they're trying to discourage people from going to the park. Uh, well, they're trying to control <laughs> know, the crowds, but who's going to gonna keep track of You know, no more spontaneity out there. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and a lot of this is, we were really optimistic it was going to be easier to get in uh, in 2023 because Yosemite announced that it was ending their system of reservations for entry in 2023, although it's still taking public comments and who knows what people are going to say. I can see, hey, we think it's too crowded. Um, but a lot of a lot of RVers just despise this system, uh, saying it limits public access to the nation's public parks. And if you heard me just go through that explanation, could you follow any of it? <laughs> I'll put the notes to this and you can read it in the show notes at rvlifestyle.com. But trust me, it's going to be a mess. You know, all I can think of is that people that like rules and certain ways of doing and there are people are who do that. think of more ways that they can limit and make more rules and people who generally just want to come and go and live life aren't the ones who say anything normally. They just kind of accept whatever they're dealt. And we need more people who maybe like it to say so and people who don't like it to say something as well. Well, you can let the National Park Service know. Go to their website. Someplace they've got a place where you can make comments. Good luck in finding it because you're dealing with the government. But, oh, Michael. Uh, well, it's the truth, you know. But uh, they're trying to do something about the yeah. crowds. And I, 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 you know, we'll see how this works. But... I'm a little confused. So. <laughs> All right, what okay. else we got this Okay, week? I'll move on to the next one. Uh, this is our friends at RV Business had an interesting article on the growing popularity of winter camping. Campgrounds of America reported that 8.2 million households planned to camp this winter. 
and that is a 19% jump from nine or 6.9 million households in 2021. And the survey also said that the RV Industry Association shows 78% of RVers say having RV cold weather equipment is important. And the article tied interest in winter camping to people's desire to vacation while keeping the costs down. And we have certainly seen more interest in winter camping. Though we've been enjoying winter camping for a long time, we, uh, you know, we're still planning to do our, our winter camping in Michigan's Upper Peninsula in early January with a couple dozen people, friends and followers. So winter camping is catching on. People are tired of being locked up in the house and they want to get out and they want these RVs to be able to handle cold weather. And more and more people enjoying it. Mm-hmm. RVs can ho- handle cold weather. Yes. Um, if you still doubt us, come back on January. In January, we'll do. Uh, we'll have a video and show you all about our winter camp up up in the uh, UP. Hey, did you see the story last week about this uh, relocated bear that walked a thousand miles back to its favorite campsite? <laughs> This is a great story. Uh, this is from the Smoky Mountains National Park. Uh, and, they, you know, they have a lot of bears, a lot of black bears. This black bear uh, was a problem. He was kind of a yogi black bear. He was going from campsite to campsite, trying to find food at different picnic areas. And um, so they got him. They, they, they trapped him. And they took him uh, a thousand miles away. And they said, well, solve that problem with that guy. We didn't have to euthanize him or anything. Well... That bear walked through four states and 1,000 miles to go back to the exact same campsites at Smoky Mountain National Park. He must have gotten hold of some good marshmallows and Twinkies and chocolate I guess cupcakes. so. Now, they said they have seen this before, that bears have gone as far as 200 miles to return to a spot that, uh, you know, had found food, but never a 1,000 miles. Uh, and this black bear, they need to come up with a name for him, but they just call him number 609. Uh, it was a female. Oh, a sow. She, uh, she took uh, grabbing food off of picnic tables and sniffing the trash cans and stealing campers' backpacks. So uh, they put a tracking device on her moved her a thousand miles away to Georgia's South Cherokee National Forest. But over the the following months, this bear made her way all the way back to Smoky Mountain, to Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, to the exact same campsite where she got in trouble. Well, she's going to end up in one of those zoos and they're, for they're, bears. Park officials are reminding people don't always, take food out. always keep your food safely stored. Don't and, tempt those poor creatures. Let them live wild. Yeah. I mean, you, when you don't do that, you put that bear's life in danger. And uh, in this case, you cause this little, uh, this well, big black bear uh, <laughs> to uh, go a thousand miles for those marshmallows. And that's Aww. that's not safety. So No, so that's not good. Don't feed the bears. Yeah, don't feed the bears. Don't feed any of those creatures. And now for a story about the weather. Are you uh, planning on camping this week? If so, be sure to watch the weather. 
Unusually, cold air is on tap for much of the U.S. this week as Arctic air descends, leaving much of the country with temperatures as much as 30 degrees below uh, normal. So mm. that sounds pretty cold to me. Yeah, it's and, the warm uh, spell has ended this yeah, week. Yeah. Temperatures are expected to be in the negatives in states like Michigan and as far south as Florida. And Tampa is expecting to be 36 degrees by Friday. Atlanta, 15. And uh, the trend is expected mm. to continue into the new year. Now, here's a, uh, we'll put a link to that weather forecast, but as we record this a couple of days before it's released, you know, it all, it all could change. But right now they're saying this looks like a massive storm, but what they're really worried about is a flash freeze. And this is important if you are on the road. Um, this is when uh, the temperature may be above freezing, like uh, 35. Uh, and then in a matter of minutes, as this, this storm comes through, the temperature drops to 25. That's a flash freeze. And you may be driving down the highway and you'll see suddenly a bunch of brake lights going on. Pull, be very careful when the weather's changing like that because you get up there and they say that that road, which if it's wet, can flash freeze when the temperature drops 10, 15 degrees in just a short period of time. It takes two minutes to freeze like that. And then it becomes a skating rink. So be really careful. And this uh, this is gonna be a Christmas type storm. We haven't had bad weather like this in a long time. Um, again, check the weather forecast a little closer to the holiday. But if you're on the roads, you might wanna do your traveling as early as you can to avoid that. Mm-hmm. All right, one last story, and this is uh, from Michigan, and one of our favorite parks, our state parks in Michigan, Hoffmaster State Parks, right on Lake Michigan. We love this, those beautiful dunes of yeah. Lake Michigan. That's um, near Muskegon. It's going to be closed uh, parts of next spring and summer. A big part of it is going to be closed. It's uh, undergoing $6.4 million in renovations, and that's good. But um, I'm very sad to see that park not available next year. Right. Uh, they're uh, replacing water and sewer lines. Uh, they're uh, renovating the day-use toilets, uh, improving a visitor center. And then um, a big thing is they're reconstructing the campground roads uh, so they're going to shut down the visitor center at Hoffmaster April 1st. Uh, campground will close July 7th for the remainder of the season. And that's wow. really sad. We that hate to see it. Yeah. So that's Hoffmaster State Park on Lake Michigan. I know a lot of people go there. It's a huge, um, you know, long term love. To, people love to take their whole summer vacation there in their RVs. And they're closing that campground down. All right. We got some RV questions of the week, and uh, they're geared for uh, what to do if you're in your RV and you're all by yourself on Christmas. So we'll give you some ideas. Stay with us. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just on a shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you buy $99 or more in merchandise. You'll find everything you want 
from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and that we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Time now for the RV questions of the week. You want to take the first one? All right, the first question is from Bill. He says, my wife and I recently purchased a used 2004 Road Trek that was using two deep cell batteries. I do not think they are even AGM batteries. I looked into lithium batteries and believe they are useful for all our veers based on 95% of discharge versus 50% for lead acid. They are also more reliable. So with even double the cost, you may not lose, but still gain, in my opinion. Bill's opinion, but I was recently told that the inverter of my RV would not work with lithium batteries. It would need it would need to be replaced. That could change my opinion. Cost. Mm. What can you tell me regarding the inverter generators in RVs? Okay. Um, well, I'm making a couple of, assu- of assumptions. One, I'm assuming that the current batteries that you have were original to that road track back when it was built in 2004. So the first thing I'd say to you is, what kind of camping do you do? If you do uh, a lot of boondocking, in other words, you are uh, off the grid all the time, uh, you would certainly uh, benefit from having lithium batteries. I'd urge you to think of having more than one because they're longer lasting, they weigh less, they charge completely, you can drain them down, they don't get damaged when you drain them down and charge them up again. Um, And that longer lasting stuff is really important. But uh, I don't know what kind of a camper you are. So if uh, you do a a lot of campground uh, stays where you plug into a pedestal, 30 amp power supply, you're really not going to reap the benefits of lithium uh, I don't think enough to justify the thousand dollar cost of a lithium battery so instead if I were you I would just invest in a couple of AGM batteries with an upgrade from what you currently have you wouldn't have to change anything and uh, just the, the cost of batteries and you can get those for I don't know 125 bucks or so a good one um and they'll give you great service, just those AGMs. And and if you are going to boondock occasionally, or in a walnut, or walnut, walnut, a Walmart parking lot, you know the AGMs will will get you through the night as well. Uh, but again, if you're camping off the grid, um, you want to consider lithium. Uh, now, here's the thing: if you're still thinking about lithium, if your rig is 18 years old. So I strongly su- suspect that you would also need a new inverter. You may have just a thousand watt inverter, uh, or not even that. But I, I, I think probably Roadwreck had a thousand watt inverter back then. Uh, I would recommend at least a two thousand watt inverter. Uh, you didn't mention solar, but most people who add lithium also add solar, um, which trickle charges the battery. And uh, you know when you do boondocking and stuff. And if you do solar, you got to get panels. You got to get them installed. You got to get a solar panel. You got to wire it to the batteries and the inverter. And so, without knowing all the specs on what you currently have in that uh, 2004 camper van, I strongly suspect that if you're going to add lithium you're also going to have to upgrade your inverter 
uh, and maybe even the wiring to it. So take a good serious look at how you intend to use that. Uh, Camping mostly in campgrounds where you can plug in, just get some AGM batteries. That's the least expensive solution, and uh, it may be uh, all you need without having to spend all that money for lithium and and for solar. All right. Um, Now it's time to put on our hats again. Remember, our theme is Christmas in an RV, right? (laughs) So we're going to talk about a question that we saw in our Facebook group that just drew a tremendous amount of very encouraging responses. Uh, And this comes from... Question from Heather. Yep. And Heather says, what do all the single travelers do uh, during the holidays if they can't make it back to friends and family? Looking for ideas besides watching a movie and drinking wine because I already know (laughs) how to do that. Now, uh, Heather also included a photo of her dog that she travels with and the dog was looking pretty comfy all snugged up in his bed in the RV Uh, but she posted that on our RV lifestyle Facebook group and uh, our community really Really responded yeah I mean there were like a hundred different responses to that in just 24 hours yeah so uh, and they're still coming in okay and so we've got a few of those responses yeah we thought we would share a bunch of them and let you know what people are saying uh first one is from Jaina, and she said uh what we do is we Facebook live with our grandkids who on Christmas. They're in two different time zones. Uh, they set up an iPad or a computer camera, and we can be in the room virtually. All right, and this is from Barbara, and she says, I contact local a local nursing home, get stuffed animals from Dollar Tree, put on a Santa hat, and spread good cheer to those that have no one to visit them. Also, bought some butter cookies. I will tell you, your heart will feel wonderful when you get home. Uh, From Dorothy, uh, Dorothy says, you can celebrate with the other folks uh, in the RV park who don't travel for the holidays. Uh, Like you, they're away from home. And uh, they've uh, uh, the, the trailer park that we're in has arranged a Christmas Eve dinner here for anybody who wishes to attend. How nice. Yeah. And now this is from Cordy. If you're staying in a campground and they don't have activities, if not, organize your own. My friend doesn't have family, so she hosts a Stray Cat Christmas, <laughs> a place for any friends, friends of friends. Everyone is welcome. So no one is alone on Christmas. She keeps small gift cards on hand and makes three meals so that whenever people stop by, they get some food and some friendship. A lot of people talked about volunteering and helping other people when you're all alone. Brenda says, volunteer at your local pet center or pet shelter. Mm -hmm. The fur babies still need to be fed and walked even on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. And Cindy says, volunteer at a soup kitchen or homeless shelter. And one last one. This is from Ron. Ron says, this is my third year alone at Christmas. It's just me and Ranger, my black lab. On Christmas Eve, I find a local church to attend a candlelight Christmas Eve services. Nothing like Christmas hymns to get you in the Christmas spirit. On Christmas Day, I make a special breakfast, even for myself and for Ranger. And then Ranger and I find a place to take a long hike. In the afternoon, I take a nap. I FaceTime friends and relatives, catch up with what's happening in their lives. I find a local sports bar that's open and head there for a burger and beer and maybe to catch a little football. And then at night, I come back to the RV and watch my favorite Christmas movie, Die Hard. 
<laughs> and yes, Die Hard is indeed a Christmas movie. Ron, I agree with you. It is. <laughs> it is. So those are some of the examples. And uh, we urge you to check out our uh, RV Lifestyle Facebook group. We have, a, like I said at the top, we have 155,000 members. And they, they're there to help you out. And it's just a great community. Uh, you can get to it at rvlifestyle.com slash Facebook. Uh, all the resources, all the things we talked about are in the show notes for this episode at rvlifestyle.com. And we urge you to visit those. We would love to hear from you. Uh, send us your comments, your questions, Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. And that's all we got for you on this uh, last podcast episode of 2023. Remember- 2022. Uh, 2022, yes. Remember, we won't be back until 2023, the first Wednesday uh, in uh, January. So we're taking the uh, Wednesday between Christmas and New Year's off from the podcast. Uh, we hope you have a blessed Christmas. Remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. And uh, we wish you again a Merry Christmas. Happy trails.